Have you ever blamed your progress, healing, sobriety, or anything else on other people or events? Just like the rest of us, you probably have, and that's okay. We're only human after all. But at the end of the day, if we don't take responsibility for our lives, who will? And what kind of position will that leave us in? In today's clip from our Recovery Secrets Daily Coaching Program, you'll hear me talk about blame and excuses. This is one of those topics that may feel like a kick in the butt, but I promise you it comes from love and wanting what's best for you long term. If you like today's content, you can try Recovery Secrets Daily Coaching and get coached by Brad and myself free for seven days by going to overcomingptsd.com slash free trial. And when you sign up, you're going to get over $3,000 worth of amazing bonus programs that you get to keep for life just for signing up. All right, we are live here. Welcome everyone to our Recovery Secrets Daily Coaching Session. It is so good to be here with all of you on this lovely Wednesday morning. I cannot wait for the topic that we're going to talk about today, but first let's make sure everything is rocking and rolling so we can get started. If you're gonna be joining us here live, feel free to say hey in the chat box there so that I can welcome you. And so that you can engage with us throughout the set or with me, <laughs> with me throughout the session today. Like I said, it's so, so awesome to be here with you. I'm very, very excited for this topic today. This is one of those topics that it's my job as a coach to give you a hug and a kick in the butt at the same time. And that is what this topic is going to be all about today. So I cannot wait to get started on that. Amazing job so far this week. Yesterday, we talked all about positivity. On Monday, we had our wellness coach Ryan on, which was a ton, ton, ton of fun, super high value. And he gave you some actions on his, on his content, which he was calling the four pillars of health, which was awesome. I, I even did the action item on that. That was a ton, ton, ton of fun. So, so, so far, so good this week. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. Let's keep moving forward. We have today, and then we have two days left in the week. We're going to vote on our topic for Friday and tomorrow. I'm going to leave a little bit of a mystery. I have two topics in mind because uh, we missed our Monday topic. So we haven't decided fully what we're going to do tomorrow or if Brad will be back with us. Hopefully he feels better by tomorrow, if not Friday, but you can look out for the poll at some point later today in the Facebook group so that you can vote on our topic for Friday. Welcome, Lena. Great to have you here. Welcome, Jen. Welcome, Jeanette. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So today's topic is all about responsibility. Now, this actually builds off of a lot about what we talked, talked about last week. Last week, we talked about acceptance, right? That was something that we really honed in on last week, accepting things. What can we control? What can't we control? Now, responsibility is kind of a twist on that. But today I want to talk about responsibility, excuses, and blame. So let me know in the chat box there if you've ever blamed somebody or maybe something else for a situation in your life. If you've ever made excuses for doing or not doing something in your life, maybe that you do or don't want to do, right? You've made excuses for doing something that you really don't want to do, or you've made excuses for not doing something that you really, that you really want to do, whatever it is, right? So let me know in the chat box there if you have made excuses in your life. Now we're all human, so we've all been there at some point, but that's what I want to focus on today. Responsibility, excuses, and blame. If you've ever blamed some, someone, if you've blamed yourself, if you've blamed the economy, the environment, there's all sorts of things that we can blame when it comes to our life, when it comes to the things that we do or don't want in our life. So today, what I want to focus on is not just responsibility, blame, and excuses, but really starting to identify where are the areas in our life that we need to take responsibility? What kind of things do we need to take responsibility of? 
what kind of things are we placing blame or where are we placing blame and how to identify where that blame is. And then the same thing with excuses, where are we play or where are we giving ourselves excuses and how can we identify what needs to happen instead of those excuses? Basically, how can we figure out, is this an excuse or is this something else? And then how can we move forward from that information? So let's do some examples here of blame. Give me some examples of blame. What are some common things? You can just be honest here, right? We're all human. We're here to work on this, tweak this, fix this. What are some things, some common things in your life that you blame? You blame for something. You know, we all have a scapegoat. Maybe it's our partner, right? I know I am guilty of this still. This is like, it's, it's not blame in a bad way because there's no accusation, but I've always found that living with anyone, whether it's family or roommates, friends, whatever it is, or, or my partner, right. And, and living with Brad, when I misplace something, they are the first person that I blame. Cause I could have sworn that I put this thing here, right. Recently I was looking for hair ties. We went to a wedding and we traveled back. I knew I, I, I swore that I put a hair tie hair ties in this specific bag and he had emptied that bag. And so I'm like looking around, I'm like, oh, he probably threw him out. Right. And I just, I immediately, I jumped to that accusation and I blamed him. Now it's not something that I brought up with him because it's not that big of a deal, but that's immediately where I jumped to. He probably did something when now, now here's where I came from after that immediately I jumped to, he probably threw him out. And then I said, you know what, wait a minute, this is my responsibility. I put them in just a normal shopping bag. So I put them in a place where they weren't easily to be found. I didn't tell him about them. So it's actually my responsibility that they got thrown out. If that's what happened, turns out I put them somewhere else. Right. And I just forgot that I put them somewhere else. So give me some examples in your life of people that you blame or things that you blame for situations. And this is really going to help you when we can start to identify what are we blaming? Who are we blaming? And in what situations are we placing blame? Then we can really start to overcome it. So examples in the chat box there. Welcome, Larry. Great to have you here. Blame excuses, blame and excuses. What do we commonly make excuses about where or who do we commonly place blame on? Let's get some engagement here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's get some engagement. I'll give you a really common place that we very often will give excuses. Maybe you give excuses with your workout routine or excuses with your diet. Maybe we blame other people for not being able to stick to our workout routine. Maybe we blame other people for the way our diet is, right? And so I, I was at the dentist yesterday again, <laughs> again, and because I, I had another issue with my tooth and she was asking me what, what was happening, right? What, what did I do basically to, to have this issue because, and I told her I was eating an impossible burger. And then she asked me if I was a vegetarian and I said, I'm a, a vegan. Right. And so then she, the first question I almost always get with that is, wow, is that really, really hard? I said, no, it's actually really super duper easy. And then she asked me if Brad was also a vegan. I said, yeah. And she said, you know, that must make it a lot easier. And in some sense it does. And it just kind of reminded me of, a lot of people 
that have partners that live with spouses that have kids that live with other people will very often blame their partner or their kids or the general household for not having the diet that they want. Right. I've seen this a lot with friends, with family, where it's like, oh, I want to be whole food plant-based or I want to eat, you know, lean meats and I want to cut out carbohydrates, but my husband doesn't want to, and I have to cook for him or my kids, you know, that they always have to have snacks in the house. And so I can't do it. That's a great example of what both blame and making excuses. I can't do it because my partner doesn't want to do it. I can't do it because there are snacks in the house for my kids. So I can't have the diet that I want. Those are great examples of blame. Those are great examples of excuses. You're blaming the situation, the environment, the kids, the, the partner. And we're making also excuses why we can't do this thing. So give me some examples in the chat box here. Lena, I love this one. If I'm late for something, right? So if I'm late for something, what happens? What happens when we're late for something? Typically we'll blame something external. I was like, oh, that traffic was really bad. Traffic was really bad, right? We're blaming something external. What happens when we blame something external? The key here is why is this important? Why are we even talking about this? Why are we even talking about this? When we place blame and we use excuses, what are we doing with responsibility? Today's lesson is on responsibility. When we place blame and we use excuses or we make excuses, what happens to the responsibility? Good morning, Mimi. Good morning, Tatiana. Great to have you here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What happens when we blame, when we make excuses, where does the responsibility go? There's a shift in responsibility. There's a huge shift in responsibility. It starts somewhere. Good morning, Helene. It starts somewhere, right? This is you. And you have responsibility, right? Let's just do a big R in your hand. You have responsibility. What happens when we blame or we make excuses? What happens? I love it, Lena, right? You don't own it. That responsibility, you just hand that off, right? So you have this responsibility literally in the palm of your hands, and then you take something external And this could be the world, right? This could be other people. This could be your environment. This could be absolutely anything. So we take that responsibility and we literally just, we just give it away. When we blame, when we make excuses, we just give it up. Absolutely, we're just like, yep, that's yours now. That's yours now. And what happens when we give up our responsibility? What does that then mean? When we hand over our responsibility, what does that then mean? What does it mean? What does it mean for this? We hand over our responsibility to just about anything else. And by proxy, we also lose control. We no longer have control over our life. And so we can see 
just by this example here, how dangerous, and I'm going to use the word dangerous because it really is dangerous, how dangerous that can be. If we give over or if we hand over and we willingly do this constantly, we hand over our responsibility to something else. We give up our control, which means, and I, who did I see do this here? Good morning, Lorena. Lorena sharing, we give up our power. We can no longer do anything. And I love this word, Kim. And some people get a little so, so iffy about this word, but I love it. We become victims which means we can't do anything. That means the world now is responsible for our life. Other people, environments, the external is responsible for us. How dangerous is that? How dangerous is that? And we willingly do this all the time, all the time. So good morning, Mimi, great to have you here. Helene, Rich, Joanne, Lorena, great to have all of you here. So again, today we're talking about responsibility. Specifically, we're talking about blame and excuses. So I want you to start to identify what are some common things in your life that you blame? See if you can put them in the chat box there. I just, I had just told the story before. I know some of you weren't on for this about blaming Brad for something really super small. And it doesn't affect our relationship in a very obvious way because he didn't bring it up to him. But here's, here's what happened, right? And I'll, I'll share this story again. This has always been me my entire life living with people. So I've lived with people basically my whole life. There are only a handful of times where I've lived alone. And when I misplace something, and this, this was true growing up, my dad is a declutter master. So he'll walk around the house and just like move stuff around, right? But when I misplace something, I would immediately blame someone else. Now, before I learned how to take responsibility and, and not give over that responsibility, that would cause a lot of problems right? Because I would go and I'd confront me, my brother or my parents, whatever it was. And I'd say, where's this thing? And I would just immediately go elevated, right? I'd say, where's this thing? It was right here. Who moved it? Why did you move it? Right? And that's immediately an issue, immediately a fight. What I didn't realize is I had actually forgotten I put it somewhere else, right? So I had my coffee on the counter and I could have sworn that my coffee was on the counter and what I forgot was that I actually put it in the microwave to reheat it. But I go down and say, who, who got rid of my coffee? Why would you do that? Who did this? I give over my control. I give over my responsibility. There's nothing I can do about it. And I damage the relationship in the process, right? And it damages them because they're like, what do you mean? We didn't do anything. I'm like, no, somebody did something, right? And so how that looks when you are able to take that responsibility back is you can, you might sometimes still make that assumption. And that's the story I shared a little earlier where you go down and you're like, oh man, like, I guess somebody moved my coffee, right? Somebody moved my coffee. Now, how do we put that responsibility back on us? How do we take that responsibility back instead of giving it away? Right now it's in limbo. I go downstairs. I notice that I could have sworn my coffee was on the table and now it's MIA. It's missing. It's a really important thing to me. You, you all know that, right? It's a really important thing to me. My coffee is now missing. So this responsibility right now is in limbo in this situation. How do we make sure that I'm the one that grasps it? I don't let it slip through my hands to the external. I don't let myself lose that control that I have over my life. I say, you know what? Exactly, Kim. Exactly, exactly. You know what? I left it on the counter. I know my dad is in constant cleaning mode especially now that he's retired, he just kind of walks around and he cleans and that's great. And that works for him. And he's always keeping himself busy. And I know he touches things and I know he moves things. So I shouldn't have left it there. If I didn't want it touched and moved, I shouldn't have left it in this kind of shared space. I should have taken better care of it. I should have kept it with me. 
I should have waited for the microwave to be done. Right. And then later I might find it in the microwave and say, Oh, well, there you go. It turns out I, I actually, nobody moved it in, in the first place. Right. So we want to bring that responsibility back to us. Now, this is a skill that we build. So we can go extreme with that. We can go extreme with that. And I typically encourage people to go extreme in the beginning, at the very least, because I love the sense of power that it gives, because I love the sense of control that it gives. And so I want you to think about, okay, I was late for work today. Why were you late for work? And immediately you're like, well, the traffic was really bad. Well, you're the one that chose to leave at the time that you left. You're the one that said, okay, at 7.05, I'm leaving, I'm out the door and I have to be at work at eight, right? And instead of it taking 45 minutes to get to work, it took an hour to get to work. So we can either hand that responsibility over and that control over to the traffic, something external, or what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? We can say, you know what? This is on me. This is a me thing. I should have left earlier. Now that's not blaming yourself. That's not beating yourself up. That's making adjustments and taking responsibility so that you can have control because what can you now do tomorrow? You can leave earlier. You can make sure that you're on time by taking control. If we say, oh, well, the traffic was bad. We don't have that responsibility. We don't have that control. We're placing it in someone else we, or something else. We need to make sure that we have that in our hands at all times. We really want to make sure that we have this. And so you might say, you can, there's, this applies to every area. Okay. And so I want to ask you again in the chat box. Good morning, Joe. I see you there. I want to ask you again. Where are the, what are the excuses you commonly make? What are the excuses you commonly make? And what are the things slash people that you commonly blame for something? So again, this can apply to diet, your exercise routine. I see those two things a lot. We talked about that on Monday with Ryan. It can apply to your sobriety. A lot of people do this with sobriety. Well, I can't get sober because my partner keeps alcohol in the house, right? Now that's just not a true statement. It's not a true statement. It's not going to make it easier for sure, right? If you're, if you're on a diet and you're trying to change your lifestyle in regard to that area and your partner keeps your very favorite snack in the house, does it make it impossible to do that? No, it doesn't make it impossible. Is it going to make it a little bit more hard? Yeah, probably, but it doesn't make it impossible. And so when you take responsibility, you can get to the point where you have enough responsibility, enough control, where it doesn't matter what any of this is because you know that you have it, right? And so I could have my very favorite snack in front of me. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. These are not snacks examples, but things in front of me that maybe in the past, not so much now, but in the past would have been tempting, right? Television or video games or whatever it is right in front of me and not touch them and not engage with them because I'm responsible. I'm in control. I'm not giving that responsibility and control over to the external. I'm not doing that. If I gave that to the external, I said, well, you know, it, it, I can't get sober because the, this person, this is a weird example, leaves drugs on the table, right? So I can't get sober. Well, not with that attitude, <laughs> okay? when we hand that over to the environment, no, then we are powerless. We are powerless, right? We want to have that responsibility. We want to have that control. We want to say, hey, no matter what, I can do something about this. 
Now, there are a lot of things that you can do. And these situations specifically, you're probably going to want to talk to your partner and explain your goals and ask for a little bit of guidance and support and help on these journeys, right? In other areas or other things that you can do, take yourself out of that situation, right? And so I know when I come home, that television is going to be on. Maybe instead of going home, I'm going to go for a long walk first. So by the time I get home, it's just having dinner in the kitchen and then heading straight to bed. So I don't need to linger in the living room where the television is on. That's responsibility. That's control, right? So I want you to think about what are the things or people that we commonly blame and what are the common excuses that we make? Again, in regard to sobriety, you could say, well, I can't get sober until this, this stress is over. There's so much stress in my relationship. It makes it impossible to get sober. That's not true. That's not true. That's only true if you give your responsibility or control over. It's not true though. It is possible to get sober, right? And so what we're doing there is we're blaming the relationship. We're blaming a high level of stress. And here's like a little secret that's, again, this, this session here is how kicking the butt moment. Little secret is there's going to be stress in your life. And so you're going to need to be able to be sober through certain levels of stress. And so the sooner that you can have that sobriety and achieve, for lack of a better term, that sobriety through a high level of stress, the better off you're going to be in the long term because you've proven it to yourself because you have control and you have the responsibility. So again, in the chat box there, some common excuses that you make or think about the areas we commonly make excuses and where are we placing that blame? Where are we placing that blame? So Larry, this is a great example, right? So I'm missing appointments because I'm sleeping too late, right? And so when we, we, there's a couple of things that we could blame on that. There's a lot of external things we could blame on that. We could say, you know, my kids are keeping me up super late or, you know, I'm, I'm not in a good mental state. So I'm staying up late and I'm playing TV, uh, video games, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm stimulating myself or I'm, I'm drinking coffee until 3 PM because I'm, I'm so exhausted and you're kind of like stuck in the cycle. Right. And so there are a lot of things that we can blame there. Or we can harness this responsibility and get back that control to say, well, how can I fix this? Right. And it's basically about that. How can I attitude saying, okay, it's my responsibility that I'm sleeping too late. So I'm missing appointments because I'm sleeping too late. That's a great identification of the problem. It's my responsibility that I'm sleeping too late. What do I need to adjust in order to either be able to sleep the same amount? So maybe I need to go to bed earlier or have a higher quality of sleep so that I can get up and make those appointments. Something to think about here. Mimi sharing, realizing that this is a problem is so unknown to me. Most of my life, I've taken responsibilities of others and mine. I'm getting better at taking only mine. And so this is where I talked about, you know, you can get really radical with this. You can get really radical with this and you do want to keep it focused on you, on you and the things and again, this is why it's building off of last week a bit, the things that we can control. There are things that we can't control. We can't control the traffic. We can control how early we leave. We can't control, for the most part, the stress in the relationship or the other person living their own lifestyle and keeping snacks in the house. Again, a conversation can be had. We can't control them. We can control how we live in that environment, how we act in that environment and the actions that we take in that environment. Right. So we can't control other people, but we can control so much of us, even if you're at the point where, okay, I can't control my environment. Excuse me. I can't control my environment. You can control how you act in your environment. There are little ways around 
the environment that you live in, right? And so if you're someone that's trying to quit TV because TV is an addiction or an issue for you, and you have another five people that you live with and there's TVs in every room, right? Maybe you can't control that environment. Maybe those people, when you have that conversation, aren't willing to, to change their lifestyle and help you. That doesn't mean it's impossible, right? We can control our actions within that environment. Does that make sense? So there are things that we can't control, but we're still responsible for basically figuring it out. So we're responsible for everything surrounding us. And so sometimes I'll describe just everything that we have as in this like little bubble, this little, imagine yourself in a little bubble, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever you're in this little bubble. Those are the things that you can control. You can control where the bubble goes too. You can control how we act or react to certain things in certain environments. We can't really control anything outside of that. We can do our best to, and sometimes we can control our environment. Sometimes we can't, right? And so we want to take responsibility for basically what actions, and again, this how can I mindset, how can I still do this? That's ultimate responsibility. When you have every excuse in the world and, and the world's going to say, hey, listen, you have every excuse. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about showing up on time. You know, you have eight kids that are, you know, in elementary school and middle school. Don't worry about showing up on time. The world is going to let you make excuses but you lose your responsibility and you lose that control in the process. So you want to harness that responsibility. And the ultimate way to do that is just to constantly think, how can I do this? Because the, how can I, the, how can I is going to help you sort through the excuses. It's going to help you sort through all this. So instead of saying, Oh, traffic's making me late and my kids are making me late and this and that, and the other thing you're handing that right over. Right. You ask the question, how can I ensure that I get to work on time every day? That's a very different question. We're harnessing that responsibility. We have ultimate control over our life there. Joanne sharing some common ones for, for her. This is not a priority to me, or I can do it tomorrow, right? So procrastination is a great way to hand our responsibility over to tomorrow or to our future selves. And I've, I've seen that. <laughs> I saw something really funny online one time that really summed that up well. And it was about, you know, a guy was in his garage and he was taking out his Christmas lights for the season. And he looked at the way that the lights were put away and it was messy and it was tangled. And he had posted online and he said, I cannot believe how much, how little respect last year's version of me has for this year's version of me, right? Because he didn't take the time to put them away to make it easier for him in the future. So we can even hand our responsibility over to our future selves and then continue to do that. You ever procrastinate on something for days, weeks, months, maybe even years, maybe even years, and you just eventually just decided, I'm just not gonna do it. Handing our responsibility over. And let's get a little engagement here. What do you think happens? What do you think happens when we take responsibility? How does that feel? How, do, how does it feel and what happens when we take responsibility? Larry, Brad is sick. We went to see his niece and nephew this weekend. And his nephew stuck his hand in his water glass. So now he's sick. <laughs> what happens? How does it feel when we take responsibility? How does it feel when we erase all this? Right? When we're like, you know what? This doesn't even exist. This isn't even an option. Not an option. 
Control with a question mark? Nope, not an option. Control. Period. How does it feel? How does it feel? Maybe sharing in control. That's one of the ways it feels. How does, how does that feel? How does that make you feel? Right? Joanne sharing the feeling of accomplishment when taking responsibility as it is getting done. How about the word confidence? Has anyone ever wanted more confidence? You ever wanted more confidence in your life? You want more confidence, take more responsibility. Think about you in this moment. And this is the hug kicking the butt moment, right? <clears throat> Think about you in this moment. Your life right now at this very moment is a result of you. The actions you did or did not take, the responsibility you did or did not take. When we take responsibility and say, you know what? My life is a result of me and only me. It's not my past. It's not my pain. It's not PTSD. It's not anything that happened to me. It's me. I'm the reason that I am where I am right now. Now, this is either a very empowering thing, or if you're in a spot where you, you're not really liking where you're at, maybe you're in a relationship that you don't, isn't the healthiest relationship. Maybe you don't have the best work relationship in regard to maybe you're not working. Maybe you're not having great days right now. And so it's, it's a little bit hard to take responsibility for that. But when we take responsibility for that, what can we do? What can we do when we say, you know what? Life isn't going so hot right now, but it's my responsibility. What can we do? Then we can change it. And then guess what? As we change it and things get better and better and better, we still have that responsibility. And so we can say, you know what? My life is awesome right now. I'm crushing it right now. My relationship is going well. My health is great. My fitness is great. My finances are great. All of that is awesome. Whose responsibility is it? That's on me. I did that. I did that. Okay. And so while it might be hard in those tough moments, where maybe the relationship isn't going so well. Maybe you didn't make the best choice as a parent. Maybe you didn't make the best choice as an employee. It's hard in those moments to take responsibility, but I want you to think about the weight of that responsibility. When you do take that responsibility, and I see some people here, right? You can change it. And when you change it, you also get to take responsibility for not only the change, but the outcome of that change. So not only the change, which is the best part of the process, but the outcome of the change. So when the relationship isn't in a good spot and you say, you know what? I take responsibility for this. I'm going to do something to change it. You do all that changing. Then you also get to take responsibility for my relationship is awesome. Now look what I did. And that is something that builds confidence. It's going to build your confidence, it's going to build your energy, your momentum. Everything in your life is going to go up the more responsibility you take. So I want you to think about it in those moments where maybe you're depressed or you're having bad days or you spent a couple of days in bed or you're using, right? And you're not sober. When you take responsibility, I love the example of sobriety in this one. When you take responsibility for your addiction, what happens? Not only do you have the opportunity to change it, then and only then can you change it and let nothing get in the way of that change. You also get to take responsibility for having achieved it and been sober, sober and continue to be sober, right? So you get to have that reward at the end but it starts with kind of the pain of taking responsibility for the bad things so that you can take responsibility for the good things in your life. Because in reality, you are responsible for all of it. You're responsible for the moment that you're in right now. 
and again, I want you to think about this on both of those sides, the bad things in your life and the good things in your life. We want to take responsibility for all of them so that we can control them. So the good things we can continue to make good and we can pump ourselves up and say, Hey, I did this. And so it can feed those positive beliefs. Same with the negative things. You want control over those things. If you don't have control over those things, they're going to continue to get worse and worse. I love these shares here. So Lorena sharing powerful and you have choices. Choices are a beautiful thing. When you say, how can I, your brain gives you options. Not, oh, I'm late for work with the traffic and kids and blah, 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 blah. My dog kept me up late, whatever it is, right? Not that. It gives you choices. How can I? How can I? Well, I can ask my partner to, it can be his responsibility to work with the kids Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then mine Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So that way we have an equal kind of sharing thing and we're a little bit more focused in our time in those mornings. I can set alarms. I can get up 30 minutes earlier. If I was 15 minutes work late for work today, obviously I need a little bit more time to deal with the kids in the morning or to deal with whatever I need to deal with or for my workout, whatever it is, right? How can I gives you options? It gives you choices. I love that, Lorena. Delane sharing, good. It makes you feel good. Yes. And Mimi also sharing that. It makes you feel good. Right. And we can change it. I see that from Helene. I see that from Jen. Awesome. So Jen sharing diet and partner having cookies in the house and pop, which I think is soda. <laughs> so having soda and cookies in the house. Right. And then that affecting diet. So there's a, and I love that you're sharing this, Jen. And I appreciate you sharing this because this is such a common one. There's a great example of I'm making excuses or I'm placing blame on someone else for my lifestyle and my diet. That's a great example. Uh, Jen sharing, I've been working on my weight loss and keeping my weight where it is right now, which is awesome. Sometimes meals are an issue, which is made by my partner, uh, makes things challenging, but not impossible. I've lost 10 pounds because I took, ah, Jen, yes, right? So I've lost 10 pounds because I took responsibility and discipline. So I took responsibility for those things. So if your partner's the one that normally makes you meals, at the very least, taking responsibility will look like a conversation to discuss your goals and where you want to go. At the very most, it's, Hey, let's, I love that you're making me meals. Let's put this on, on hold for right now, because I need to do this thing in order to better myself. And, to, and I'm going to make the meals and I'll make you meals, whatever it is, taking responsibility and discipline. Right. And so I visit my parents and actually he just gave up sweets, believe it or not, not believe it or not. I don't know why you would think this. My dad's a huge soda guy, huge Oreo guy and Hershey Hershey bars guy. And so when I go to my parents' house now in the past, those things used to be very, very tempting, right? Soda and pizza and Oreos and milk or whatever it was and Hershey bars, but it didn't align with my goals. And so once I took responsibility and said, first of all, I'm just visiting, right? At this time, I'm just visiting. If I was living there still, I take responsibility. He's allowed to have what he wants. I'm allowed to have what I want. And those things don't have to align. And I can take responsibility and say no to those things. And I love that word discipline there too, Jen. Awesome share. Awesome job. I love that. Awesome. So Helene sharing, here's mine. My PTSD and ADHD is causing me not to be able to focus as well as normal. And the anxiety is, is making it hard to declutter, which is making me feel more stuck in the muck. I had a couple eye surgeries last year, which affected my close-up eyesight, which isn't helping with sorting through papers, organizing and filing. I feel like I can't do the decluttering alone. Those are great examples, Celine. Great examples. 
And here's the thing about that. And this is like hug kicking the butt moment. So I, I hope you, you feel the hug as well is society. Other people are going to sometimes even make those excuses for you and say, Hey, that's fine. Listen, you're going through a lot. You have ADHD, you have PTSD, you know, you, you are having a hard time seeing it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Right. And society can try to almost take or other people out of love, take that responsibility from you. So I want you to think about you right here. And they're just saying, oh, it's okay. Right. And they're just kind of very, very sneakily taking it away from you. And that's not something that we want to happen. So thinking about how can I, how can I work around these things? Now it's true that you have PTSD and you're working on that. And that's amazing. And ADHD. Right now, ADHD doesn't make it impossible to focus. It just makes it more challenging. So just like some people have different challenges and limitations than others, that's just the way it is. And so it's all about thinking, how can I, right? And so that eyesight is hard. Okay. So what's going to make it easier? Maybe it's, and this is just an example, Helene, glasses or a big magnifying glass or like a, a magnifying you know, they, they have these big things, right. Where I can look down, or maybe it's just going piece by piece. And it's quite literally doing one piece of paper at a time. So it doesn't strain my eyes. So there's all these things. When we start to say, how can I, how can I, regardless of ADHD, regardless of my PTSD, you know, we're working on those things. Those things are going to get better in time, right? That's something that I still work on though. I still work on my focus when I find myself unfocused during the day or during the week, it's okay. There's, there's nothing to blame for this. This is me. This is me because even if I have ADHD and PTSD and all these other things that like at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because I still need to be able to accomplish or still want to accomplish these things. So I need to be able to work with, for lack of a better term, within my limitations. So how can I, regardless of not having help or having limited mobility, still be able to get these things done? Now it might be a little bit slower. That's okay. It might take a while. That's okay. But asking the question, how can I, is really going to help you push the ball forward there. How can I do the decluttering alone? Just piece by piece by piece. This is something Brad and I fought over and you'll hear this a lot within our coaching and relationships dishes in the sink. Right. And so at some point on this journey of responsibility, when I was learning this, he would always pile his dishes in the sink, which drove me crazy. And I would always kind of get on his back at first. I'd be like, can you do your dishes? Cause your dishes in the sink hinders me from doing my dishes. This is not a good situation. And it just leaves the house cluttered. It doesn't feel good. And I was just as guilty of leaving dishes in the sink. But once I started to take responsibility, I said, you know what? I want a clean environment. I'm just going to do his dishes. I don't care about the repercussions of that. I want a clean environment enough, bad enough that I'm taking responsibility so that I'm in control of this environment. And I would do those dishes. And eventually he would kind of do his own dishes. And that was kind of a separate thing within our relationship, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what it is. If you want that environment, that other person doesn't have to help you. It's not their responsibility to help you. If you want something, if you want a certain diet, a certain workout routine, a certain environment, you want to take responsibility. You want to take control. Again, from there, within relationships, we can have conversations, we can ask for support, we can ask for help, we can work out things together within our, our home environments. But I love those examples, Helene. Thank you for sharing them. It's awesome. Yeah, and so the how can I is the ultimate question for this. The ultimate question for this, when you start to feel like 
you're making excuses or you're placing blame. Just stop yourself in your tracks because what excuses and blame do, or they, they take all of this away. So ask yourself, how can I? And so I want you to think about maybe common times that you make excuses and we all do make excuses. And the hardest part of this for a lot of people is going to be identifying those excuses and being honest with yourself that you are making excuses and they are just that they are just excuses. This is why this coaching session is hug and kick in the boat, uh, kick in the butt coaching session, because they are excuses. Is it true that your partner keeps cookies and crackers and your favorite snacks in the house, even though you're trying to diet? Yes. Are they trying to sabotage you? Probably not. They probably just also like those things, right? They probably just also like those things. So if we say, well, I can't because I cook for my husband and I have to cook him. I hear this a lot from different women in my life. You know, I, I can't be vegan or I can't go on this diet or whatever it is because I cook for my husband and he's not willing to do that. I want you to take some responsibility there. Take some responsibility. He'll cook what you eat if he's hungry enough, right? Or he can cook for himself. He can cook for himself. Or if that's your dynamic, you can cook for him and not eat those things. If that's what you choose to do, that's up to you. Right. So again, we want to gather this responsibility. We want to be honest when we're placing blame, when we're making excuses. So that's my challenge for you moving into kind of action for this. My challenge for you today, at the very, very least today is to start to identify. And I would challenge you to keep a journal because you're going to be amazed at how many excuses that you make and how much blame you place on external factors. Keep a journal or maybe even just keep a tally of how often excuse or blame, keep a tally and see how that adds up over the, the day. And then I want you to think about the impact that that has on your life as a whole. And then start to reel that back in, take that responsibility back into your hands so that you can have the control. So that's the action for today. Identify and become aware of when you're making excuses. Now you've already started to become aware of it because you know in certain areas that you are making excuses. Maybe we blame our PTSD. Maybe we blame our partners. Maybe we blame the environment, the economy, the world, the pandemic. There's all sorts of things that we can blame. There's all sorts of things that we can blame. So start to become aware of those things because the more aware that you get of them, the more that you can then change them. Watch when you're putting this in somebody else's or something else's hands. And you're just giving that up willingly. We want to make sure we have this control. And then also understand that taking responsibility for the good and the bad is how you get that confidence. You get that energy, you get that motivation, you get this pride in yourself. Because when you take responsibility for the bad, you can change it, which you also can take responsibility for. And then you get responsibility for the good. You get to, at the end of that journey, after a year sobriety, 10 year sobriety, and at every stage in between, you get to say, I did this. Nobody else did this. In fact, there were things getting in my way and I still did this. I did this. So you get to beat on your chest about that. So that's the challenge for today. Keep a tally or literally write down, whether it's notes on your phone, whatever it is, of all the times you place blame and just be honest with yourself. You have to humble yourself in this. You have to, you have to be honest. All the times you place blame and all the times you make excuses. That's your challenge for today. If you have any questions, feel free to get them in the chat box there and we will get to them as we go along. Yeah, how can I, Helene, is ultimate. It's ultimate. It is an ultimate question. Helene, you're great. Topic, great topic. I'm glad you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it, let me know for sure.
we can absolutely talk more about blame and excuses and identifying those things and all sorts of stuff like that. But this is a great starting point just to understand. So if you have any questions, feel free to get them in, or if you want to share maybe even one area today that you're going to focus on, that you're going to take the responsibility back. Maybe it's your diet. Maybe it's your workouts. Maybe it's your financial life, whatever it is. If you want to share one area, that would be another way to approach this. Pick one area to take full responsibility in and no longer accept excuses from yourself and no longer place blame on others. Joanne sharing, I've learned throughout the years that I need to do two things at a time as I do not like to do housework. So the way I get it done is by listening to a podcast or talking to someone or listening to music and dancing while I'm doing it, or I won't get it done. There's a great way to take responsibility and just be honest with yourself is like, I'm not going to do this unless I'm doing something else. I do the same thing. I'll sometimes Brad and I'll do it together and we'll hang out or I'll listen to music and dance around and have a good time. And you can do both those things. That's awesome. And that's a great way to say, Hey, how can I get this done? Now I'm not getting this done because I hate, I just hate focusing on it. I hate doing that one thing or I hate wasting the time that way or not using the time another way, or it's not fun, right? How can I do this? How can I make this fun? How can I make this enjoyable? How can I make this something that is something I'm willing to do? I'm willing to do. So maybe you have housework right now, Brad and I live in a little two bedroom, really, really simple in regard to housework. And we split it up in a way that works best for both of us. And so sometimes we'll do it together. And then sometimes we'll do it kind of throughout the week. If we have something that keeps us busy on the weekends. So maybe it's not making a whole, like that's all that you're doing. You're cleaning for the next number of hours. Maybe that doesn't work for you. Maybe if you're thinking, how can I do this is you do, you know, the bathroom vanity on Monday and then on Tuesday you do the shower and then on Wednesday you finish the rest of the bathroom and then on Thursday you do the countertops in the kitchen and on Friday you vacuum and on Saturday you do the floors and on Sunday you dust and that's what works best for you. So how can I still is the ultimate question for that. I love that Joanne. That's awesome. Jen sharing. I blame the pandemic for a lot of things as I've had to stay so isolated isolated and away from people. It's been really tough. I decided to work on myself and turn it positive. Still so tough with isolation, but meeting people online with new groups. So that's great, Jen. That's great awareness. I blame the pandemic for a lot of things. I know a lot of us have definitely done that right at times, especially in the beginning. It was, it was just chaos, right? It was chaos. And one of the things I think was amazing throughout that chaos was that everyone was in it. I loved that every single person on the planet was in it, which sounds a little cynical, but I love that everyone was in it because we all had to adjust and adapt. And now there's all these new ways to meet people or to do things even within the community while you're maintaining that isolation, if that's something that you need to have, which is a really cool thing because it opened the opportunity because so many people in the world were like, okay, we're isolated. How can I still hang out with friends and family? I remember we did zoom nights. We did cocktail nights with, with friends, with family on, on video. And we would just sit there for a couple hours and hang out. And it was a great opportunity that I didn't even have before to hang out with my family who lives on the West coast. We'd never, ever done that before. And that was something that we did. And that was really cool. And so that, how can I attitude 
not just the individual thought about it, but the collective kind of mind of the world basically said, how can I be able to socialize? How can I not go nuts during this process and had a lot of fun with different things during that process. So that's an amazing one to be aware of, Jen. And I love the steps that you're taking forward in that area. It's fantastic. Larry asking if I have a bird, if you saw a bird in here, it's not my bird, <laughs> but no. And if that wasn't your question, let me know. Delaney sharing financial, that's a great area to take responsibility for. And you can almost even kind of use this as an affirmation. I take full responsibility for my financial life as it is and as it will be in the future. Meaning I'm taking responsibility for everything leading up to this moment, including this moment. And I'm taking a responsibility so that I can change, I can control this, and you get to take responsibility at the outcome of that. That's an awesome one, Delane. I love that. Helene sharing homework, write an honest list of all the times I placed blame and made excuses and pick one area that I want to take responsibility for. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. So you can either do that looking back or you can do that as like a activity moving into the future, meaning you can either sit down and write all the times that you are aware that you've made excuses and place blame and all the areas that you've done that in, or you can like throughout the day, as you notice that you're maybe placing blame or making an excuse, write that down and then pick an area to focus on. Helene sharing interesting idea to break up the house cleaning into different rooms each day. That's what, how can I can get you? How can I make this fun? Cause you can get flexible with it. And again, that's what the, how can I attitude will give to you? What am I willing to do? How can I make this work? How can I make this fun? How can I make this best for my life and my lifestyle? And it allows you, the more you practice that, the more creative that you get, which is weird because it's, it is a muscle, but the more that you practice, the more you let those kind of boxes down of things that we, we think it's supposed to happen like this. Maybe we think one day a week or a couple hours a week that's dedicated to cleaning or it's dedicated to cooking. That might work really well for you. If it doesn't work well for you, there are other options. And allowing yourself to be flexible and think flexibly is a beautiful thing. I love it. Lorraine sharing one area for me to focus on my bedtimes. Still failing spectacularly in this area. So what I want you to think about, Lorena, because this is a great, a great thing to take responsibility for, is also think about, okay, I'm failing spectacularly, which I love. That's, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. We all, we have to fail to get to the next level. I'm failing spectacularly. What are the lessons in each of those failures? Why am I failing each day? Am I not winding down soon enough? Am I letting other things get in the way? Am I not putting my work away soon enough? Am I checking my phone and then kind of opening loops and being like, oh, I see this email. Now I have to deal with this and it's keeping me up late. And then you can take responsibility for those things. Then you can make a change. So where is the failure, the failure coming from each day? And then reflecting on and asking yourself, how can I overcome that failure, that obstacle, that roadblock is a great question to ask. You might've heard a bird, Larry, maybe <laughs> you might've. Joanne sharing, I'm taking responsibility of getting my car fixed. That's an awesome thing to do. That's a great thing. Uh, I love that for a lot of different reasons. I'm the type of person that 
if something is broken, I'd much rather fix it myself because I can do it quickly and I can do it at the level that I want it than even wait for somebody else to do it. Right. And so rather than call up somebody and, you know, if I could fix cars, I would fix my own car, but rather than call and say, oh, you can't get me until next week and, and wait for their schedule. I'd rather say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fix this on my own. And maybe it's something simple, right? Maybe it's a headlight in the car and you're going to say, you know what, I'm doing this. I'm not going to wait until the next time I go in the shop. I'm not going to wait to get a ticket. I'm not going to bend over backwards to, to make this work for somebody else. I'm going to do this, or I'm not going to wait for my partner to take this car to the shop. I'm going to do it myself, right? That's awesome. I love that. Joe sharing, do one item on the to-do list each day. That's great. It's a great thing to take responsibility for on your unbreakable plan or worksheet on that worksheet. One of the things that's in there is a section. What would make tomorrow great? Three things that would make tomorrow great. You can take responsibility for accomplishing one of those things a day, eventually building up to three of those things. I love that. Awesome job. So if you have any more questions, feel free to get them in or any more if you're going to focus on one area and you want to share that area for a little out added accountability here, feel free to share that in the chat box there. Awesome. Awesome job with this topic today. Again, let me know if you liked it. I know this is one of those topics where it is hug and it is kicking the butt to take responsibility for all the things leading you to this point, even if it's a bad moment, especially if it's a bad moment what needs to be done. Hopefully Brad will be able to join us back here tomorrow. So send some, some positive thoughts and well wishes for him. I'll get him back in action and rock and rolling here with us. Throughout the rest of the week, we have, well, actually we only have two days left in the week, which I realize tomorrow it'll depend on if Brad is here or not, depending on what we talk about. And Friday, we're going to vote on our topic. Now I haven't put the poll out yet. I'm going to put the poll out late this afternoon. So not in the next couple of hours, but definitely today. So if you have a topic that you want us to cover, you can submit it in the platform. I encourage you to do that so that we can put it out for the vote and we will cover that this Friday. Helene sharing, yes, both hug and kick in the butt is necessary. It totally is. It totally is. And it's the very best thing. It's the very best thing. Some of my best moments, my biggest moments of change were, were when somebody kicked me in the butt and said, hey, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to be straight up with you. There are plenty of people in the world that are going to sugarcoat everything for you. Plenty of people in the world. Plenty. But sometimes what you need is the honest truth. And that's how you can change. So that's awesome. Joanne, I'm glad that you need to hear this today. That's great. Mimi sharing, I blame myself for taking the blame of others and taking responsibilities of others. So blame is another thing that we can place on ourselves. And so what we want to do with blame is, again, we want to turn it into responsibility. So even if we're blaming ourselves, instead of saying like, oh, it's my fault fault. Here are two different statements here. It's my fault that I'm depressed and I live in the place that I do and I don't have a good financial situation. That is a very different statement than it's my responsibility that I am where I am. It's my responsibility that I have the amount of money that I do, that I live where I do, that I'm feeling the way that I do. 
Because when I'm saying it's my fault, what does that leave us? It leaves us very powerless, right? It's my fault. Basically feels like, okay, there's nothing I can do about it. It's my fault. Rather than it's my responsibility. What happens with responsibility is we can change, right? So again, so, and that's just a simple shift in, in mindset, Mimi. So let me know if that makes sense. And let me know if that kind of helps shifting that from I'm at fault to I'm responsible. Responsibility is something that you can do something with rather than fault is pretty final. Let me know if that makes sense. Learning sharing. Yes, this is an important, but painful topic. It definitely can be. And again, it's going to come down to you taking action on it. Ultimately, you being honest with yourself about it ultimately, and then making sure that we stay very down the line of we're not beating ourselves up. Beating ourselves up is way different from taking responsibility. True responsibility is just seeing something the way that it is and then making a change to it. That's all that it is. Seeing something the way that it is and then making a change, a change that we can make. Awesome. Maybe I'm glad that makes sense. I'm glad you're getting better at it. It's a skill that we build. And the more that you build this skill, the more that you take responsibility, this is the last thing here, the more you're going to figure out if you're taking responsibilities that you shouldn't be taking responsibility for things that you can't do anything about, right? I can't take responsibility for traffic. I mean, somebody is, I believe Elon Musk is, he's taking responsibility for traffic and he's building tunnels underneath LA, I believe, right? That's great. Let him do that. <laughs> but the rest of us, we can't take responsibility for traffic and just try to call everyone in our local area and be like, Hey, listen, can you leave at this time? And then call someone else and say, can you leave 10 minutes later at this time to try to change the flow of traffic? We can't take responsibility for that. Just like we can't take responsibility for others actions. So the more that you practice this, the more that you're going to be able to distinguish, is this something I can change? And I can take responsibility for a specific kind of section of this. I'm not responsible for traffic. I am responsible for showing up to work on time. So how can I achieve the outcome? Make sense? Lane sharing, great distinction. I'm responsible instead of I'm at fault or to blame for. Nice, nice. That's awesome, Mimi. Now I ask myself and tell myself this does not belong to me. Awesome. Larry sharing, I'm responsible for getting tasks back on track after my sickness and recovery pause. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you take responsibility, and you're taking responsibility for the right things and not things that we actually can't change, you're going to feel empowered. That's the feeling that will make you feel. It can be tough for the hard things, but you're going to feel empowered even for the hard things. Even when you're in a hard spot, it's going to be like, whoa, okay, now I can change. I can do something about this. You're going to feel hope. You're going to feel inspiration at that moment. So look for that feeling of empowerment when you're taking that responsibility. Because if you're consistently showing up to work late and you say, how can I, you know, that's my responsibility. How can I, man, does that not make you feel confident right away? How can I, I'm going to change this. That's kind of what you're saying there. I'm going to make a change, which is inspiring, motivating, and going to make you feel confident. So amazing, amazing, amazing job with everything that we talked about here today. I look forward to seeing you all bright and early tomorrow morning. We have two sessions left in the week. So keep rocking and rolling. Let's keep going strong with these live sessions. So appreciate you all being here again. Thank you so much for being here. We'll hope to have Brad back in his spot 
tomorrow, ready to rock and roll. And we have some awesome topics for the rest of the week. So I love you. I believe in you at the very highest level. Keep rocking and rolling. And I will see you bright and early. If you like today's podcast, you can get access to five live recovery secrets coaching sessions a week, just like this with a Q&A session at the end of each session, a private coaching community, replay access, monthly fitness and nutrition workshops, and a ton of amazing bonuses for free by going to overcomingptsd.com slash free trial. That's overcomingptsd.com slash free trial. I'll see you there.